Joe Delera covers the NBA for the Action Network and NBA Bet. So uh, should we be panicking about the Celtics? Is it over? Is the whole season kaput because of what happened last night? Sure doesn't look like it right now, Joe. No, I mean, the Celtics are going to be fine. I think that they're going to be good long term. But I do think that it has opened up that division just a little bit with the way the Nets and the Sixers have been playing lately. Would you take uh, the Sixers 10-1 to 1 to win the division? I actually think that it's a good bet right, right now. Um, I think that they're getting Maxi back, so that obviously is going to improve their depth. Or, you know, like his minutes have kind of been beginning to increase. And at that number, it's a little bit long. They're only two games back in the loss column. And when you look at them in terms of adjusted net ratings and, you know, their defense has been exceptional and it keeps getting better. So they're only, you know, two games back in the loss column of Boston. I think it's definitely a spot for Philly, especially at that number. And I think that they're as high as like 25 to one um, in the market to be the number one seed in the East. Joe, looking at the MVP market right now, Luca, the rightful favorite, he's plus 275. Giannis is plus 350. Jokic, 4-1. Where would you say the value is? You know, Tatum's plus 425. A couple weeks ago, it looked like he was the clear-cut MVP, but we know this is going to probably change every week, every other week. I'm holding on to an Embiid ticket. He's sitting there 13-1. to Just need him to stay healthy. Where do you think the play would be right now uh, if you wanted to bet that market? I, I think it's Jokic. I think that honestly, the reason that the number is where it's at yeah. is because there's been this resistance in people's minds and like, can we make him a three-time MVP? And you just keep seeing it over and over and over again. Like he is incredible and he makes his teammates better. And he, they're on top of the West. Like they're one of the best teams in the West, which we know is just stacked. And he just continues to keep performing. And he just takes, it depends on the game. One game, he'll have 20 rebounds. Another game, he'll have like 18 assists. Another game, he'll have 40 points. So he can do a little bit of everything, and he makes his team a lot better. So I think that the, the value is right there with him. It's funny, Joe. We were talking about that last night, and that's the exact thing I brought up, is there are people that are going to be petty that will say they're not going to vote for Jokic just because Jordan never won three straight. Larry Bird was the last yeah. one to do it. So you can't vote Jokic because it would then be saying he did that and Jordan didn't. Like I know people think about this. The voting can be crazy sometimes. Uh, you know, you hear Kevin Durant's name obviously thrown around too with what the Nets are doing right now. He's down to 7-1 to win MVP. There's a lot of names ahead of him that I feel like have a much better chance of winning. And we can go through all the different things, whether it's on court or it's the narratives or how the voting goes or whatever the case is. But let's say the Nets do have the one seed in the Eastern Conference when this is all said and done. Does Kevin Durant actually have an opportunity to win MVP there? Or is it just going to be too tough with seasons like Luka and even still Jason Tatum or Jokic? Yeah, I think it's tough, especially with KD, just because you really don't know. Like, he's been healthy. He's been incredible off of these injuries. But I, it's just hard for me to back a guy at his age. Um, and not that he's like an old guy, but like in NBA terms, it's tough yeah. to say like, all right, you're not going to miss any games. And, you know, Brooklyn, they're they're really hot right now. So you're kind of buying, I think, the top of the market a little bit. Um, and at 7-1, to one, I don't know if I'm getting enough value there, as good as he's been. I think, like, if I really believe in KD and the Nets and what they're doing, you got to bet them to win the division. You want to bet them on, like, team type of things uh, as opposed to the MVP market. Besides Boston, Joe, because obviously they're going through a slump and we, we all think they're going to be fine. Who else mm -hmm. do you think is is having a downturn right now and you can't say Warriors either that you think that there's actual value on in some some respect whether that's the division whether that's the come out of either conference etc Uh I I think that the team that you know I'm really looking at that's a little bit surprising is 
the when we look at the Suns, right? So like I I don't I actually don't like I don't know if I like the Suns, but like I'm question I'm wondering about them. I think that there's enough, you know, slippage in the market that there's a little bit of value maybe at that 10 to 1 number to win the title just because they do have a piece in Jay Crowder that they are going to move. So that is going to turn into an asset in one way, shape, or form. So I do think that Phoenix has moves to make, but I don't know. I don't know necessarily if they're going to win, but I do think that you have some value there with Phoenix. They're the eight seed. They're twenty and nineteen, and you know book, they've missed Booker for a significant portion of the season. They missed Chris Paul. I think when they get that whole team together, they could probably rise in the standings in the West. And they obviously have the pedigree. Like people are concerned with them. Joe, what do you think the uh, ceiling is for the Pelicans this season? Because last year they win a playoff series, they beat Phoenix, and that was without Zion. Now Zion's obviously injured right now. Expect him back, though, in three weeks. What do you think their ceiling is? Because in the West right now, I think things are wide open. Steph, I know they're expecting to get him back this weekend, but we got to wait and see. And I don't think there's a clear-cut favorite right now in the Western Conference for the first time in forever. Yeah, no, you're spot on with that. And I actually think the Pelicans could win the West. I think they're good. They're talented enough i i actually would bet them specifically to win the west as opposed to winning the title because i think that there's a lot of tough matchups for them coming out of the east in terms of the size that could come with you know Giannis and bead etc so i think in the west though the one concern that i have with them is we haven't really seen how teams are going to adjust to zion especially in a playoff setting so in the playoffs you know teams are going to throw different defensive schemes at them which you don't necessarily see in the regular season and we've seen a couple teams like experiment with things like throwing doubles at zion and trying to force the ball out of his hands but i do think that this team is really good and we haven't really seen them healthy granted nobody's ever really healthy in the nba but there have not been a lot of games with cj ingram and zion on the court at the same time so i do think that their ceiling is high and they have a lot of scoring options on that team so i think they're really good talking to joe delara bet mgm tonight uh boston's up 10 on dallas right now we know that the mavs will go as far as luca can take them and it got them to the western conference finals last year but with the way this team is currently constructed and as wide open as the west is like you, you just said can this team do that again and get to another western conference finals without making another move by the deadline I think it's possible, honestly, just because Luca has been so good. Uh, but one of the things that's been notable, and it's Jason Kidd really did not want to insert Christian Wood in the starting lineup. And now that he has, this team has been significantly better. Those lineups with Christian Wood and Luca are some lineups in the Western Conference. They're scoring over like eight plus eight points per 100 possessions compared to their opponents, scoring like nearly 125 points per 100 possessions. So they're really, really good. And Luca trusts him which I think it matters. So when I was looking at some of the stats, uh, I just wrote an article about this on Monday, but Luca passes over 20% of the time to Christian Wood. And when Christian Wood's been a starter, Luca's getting 2.7 assists on those passes to Wood, as opposed to when he was on the bench, he was getting about 1.8. So Luca's assists have even gone up. So I think this offense has gotten a lot better and they're a lot more difficult to deal with because you're seeing more of that, of that top lineup which is something that they're going to have to use in the playoffs as well. Joe, I'm looking at this most improved player of the year market, and Shea obviously is the the favorite at minus 175, but he was really, really good last year too. Like, if you look at Tyrese mm-hmm. Halliburton and his emergence, you look at Laurie Markkinen, and he's basically gone from being someone that was discarded and then traded to someone who's probably – on the wish list of all 30 teams in the NBA. Like, 
Do you think that there's any value anywhere else besides SGA, especially since OKC likes to shut guys down when they win too much? Yeah, so I mean, I think if you don't have a Halliburton ticket, you need to have one. Um, I've been talking about Halliburton really like since the offseason. Like, I love Halliburton. I love his game. And it looks like the Pacers are going to stick. So I, it looks like they're going to stay in the top 10 in the East. And if they do, then that means like that that kind of fits the profile here. Whereas the Thunder, obviously, there's always the Tankathon. And then the Jazz, I think that it's possible and more likely. And I don't like not that I necessarily know anything, just kind of reading the tea leaves, but I would say it's likely that Laurie Marketing gets traded. And if he gets traded, yeah, maybe he's still good on whatever team he gets traded to, but he's not going to be the primary offensive option on a playoff team. That's just, that's not what he is. I think if you really wanted to go for a long shot, maybe look at De'Aaron Fox at 50 to 1, because the Kings are in the playoff race in the West. His numbers have improved. And it was kind of one of those trades where, both Halliburton and Fox were given the ability to shine without the other, and they were both very good this season. So Fox has had a lot of, you know, talk about him. People like him. They think he's good, but he has improved, and he's maybe another name if you want a flyer on a long shot. Joe, what do, what do you think about the Clippers? Because coming into the season, they were my pick, actually, to represent the Western Conference, and I know they're just kind of trying to work guys back. You never know what Kawhi's going to look like or if he's even going to be out there, but they're sitting there at 21 and 18. What do you think their ceiling is? Do you think they could go on a run, or do you think that maybe they have to make a move at the deadline to add something? I make maybe use a big man, I think, besides Zubash, just because, you know, he's fine, but like he gets cooked by these better, these better centers. And I think that that would be tough for them if they're playing one of the Eastern Conference teams. I do think that they're very good, but it's just, it's tough with them because it's like if they're healthy, yeah, sure, like they could beat anybody. But if they're not healthy, you know, it's like how many minutes, how many reps are they getting together? It's, it's tough. I, I think that they're very, very good. And I also have some preseason futures on them, uh, as I know you mentioned. But I think it's it, it's it's tough to back them in this spot. Uh, I think they're, I'm a little bit more wait and see with them. I'd rather lose a little bit of value on the number right now and just bet them pre-playoffs if I think they're in a position to win. Joe, what team or teams have been the biggest disappointment to you so far? It could be they're not even close to their preseason win total that we saw. Whatever the case is, who kind of stands out there for you? I mean, the Timberwolves are yeah. a dumpster fire right now. Like I that I thought that trade was maybe gonna work or like it might work a little bit, but even now the cat's out and you say like, all right, maybe the two bigs doesn't work they're still not good. Like they are still really struggling. So the Timberwolves are a hundred percent. I think the team that's been most disappointing to me just because the expectation was that they were going to be good. They were going to be a playoff team and they were going to have maybe a top 10 defense with Rudy Gobert. And they're just, they just do not look like a team that is prepared for the season at all. And Anthony Edwards didn't really make a step forward. He's kind of played a little bit better the past couple of weeks, but he did not take the leap that I think a lot of us expected him to make as well. We have about a minute, Joe. Just want to get your thoughts on, you know, just maybe some betting trends, either player props or totals, things that you think are kind of going unnoticed right now, taking advantage of team slumps, et cetera, um, just in the market. Sure. So one of the things that I've been looking at lately, and it's something that I bet on tonight, I took Jokic over 11 and a half rebounds. And he's missed that number a lot like recently and on the season. But what I've been doing is I've been looking a little bit more at specific matchup data. So especially at the center position, it's a little bit easier to say like, okay, Jokic versus Plumlee, Jokic versus Zubac. And you can really look that up and say like, oh, like this guy really has performed well in this particular spot. So that's one of those trends that I think is more notable, especially with the big men, because the defensive schemes are, you know, 
it's it's big guy versus big guy. You know, are they going to switch? Are they going to drop? It's a little bit more straightforward, especially at the center position. So that's something that I've been looking at and something that I've been trying to take advantage of with some of the better centers like Jokic, Sabonis, etc. Nice. He's Joe Delera, Action Network and NBA Bet. Always good talking to you. Thanks for coming on, man. Pleasure, guys. Thank you for having me. Yeah, the Timberwolves are a dumpster fire. He's absolutely right. I mean, it's just been as bad of a season as it could be for a team that you thought, hey, they're going to take that next step. Very similar to the Grizzlies. Oh, wait, never mind. That's not what's going to happen at all. Yeah, well, even after that huge play-in game win. You really thought? Thought they, they were going to build off that, you know? <laughs> a lot of celebrating. Yeah. It's a whole lot of celebrating. They won a championship then. You don't remember that? That's how it went. That's what it looked like. I know. It is what it looked like. Celtics look a lot better tonight, so that's good. I have the under in the first half of this, though, so this really needs to not have any more scoring. 